This podcast is brought to you by Podcast Nation. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Welcome to the Mom Room Podcast. My name is Renee Rena, and I am definitely the mom friend you have always wanted. All right, all right, all right. I have not done my Matthew McConaughey impression in a while, so I thought it was needed today. If you haven't listened to past episodes, sometimes I do that. I feel like it's a good way to start a podcast episode. Anyways, this was a really exciting episode to record. I was a little bit nervous. I don't usually get nervous recording, but when I looked at Yoki's resume, her career, like what she has done, I was blown away. She is the founder of Johanna, which we get into and talk all about what that is. Like it's a great idea and I cannot wait until it's available in Canada because I feel like we all need to feel like we have a personal assistant in our lives. Every time you hear about a personal assistant, you assume it's like a celebrity or, you know, some famous person with a lot of money. But she has developed Johanna, which is basically an app that allows everyday families to have a kind of personal assistant to take care of tasks and errands that let's be honest, remember I did that episode a little while ago about I can't do all the things. And so this fits in perfectly with that because this app allows you to have a personal assistant that will get things done for you. She gives the example of like planning her son's or her daughter's birthday party, just taking on little things so that you have more time to spend with your family and on yourself. Before creating Johanna, Yoki was a co-founder of Google X. She developed the Nest Learning Thermostat and she played pivotal roles at Apple and Google. Yeah, not impressive at all. And with a super busy career and with four kids, she is now focused on building technology that helps families find more balance and prioritize well-being and spending more time with each other. So that is where Johanna comes in. We talk all about things like mom guilt because of working, like she gives advice for working moms who are struggling with mom guilt. We get into what Johanna is and why she created it. And she gives advice for moms who are on maternity leave and can't can't decide whether or not they want to go back to work or stay home because I think that is a difficult decision for lots of people. So without further ado, please welcome Yoki Matsuoka to the mom room. All right. So the first thing I thought we could do is that you could introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about your family because I was reading that you have four children. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I'm Yoki Matsuoka. I'm mama four. 
daughter of two, <laughs> mom and dad. <laughs> My kids are currently aged between 16 and nine. And I also work as a CEO, Johanna. I was looking at your career, like everything that you have done, and I was so impressed. Like, where were you in your career when you started to have children? And what was your transition into motherhood like because you were working such like high profile jobs? So when I started to have kids, and I say multiple because my first kids were twins. Oh, Um, okay. I know, a bit of a surprise, but was when I was already a professor at Carnegie Mellon University in Pittsburgh, and we definitely wanted to have kids, so we were ready. We had, you know, like a typical parents, get married, have a dog to practice, and then, you know, then I get pregnant. And so... Being a professor, I had a lot that I had to prove, but luckily it was a pretty flexible job. But I was the first female professor to get pregnant in the department. So there was no official maternity leave. So that's kind of where it started. It was a very interesting journey of explaining that I'm having twins, it's going to be probably hard, that I need some time off, and that they were letting me create a little bit of you know flexible schedule based on what they thought need, they needed, not because of what is said on the book at that time. I also had a miserable, horrible pregnancy. I had this thing called hyperemesis. Oh, you did? Yeah. So I was throwing up every single day. I, you know, I was just nauseous, so nauseous that I couldn't read because I could get car sick immediately if I saw letters. So I was just pretty useless for nine months. I'm in Canada. And so most people, not if you're self-employed, but most people have the 12-month maternity leave. And now we've even extended it to the option of 18 months. So that was not... A thing when you had your kids? Yeah. As a matter of fact, so the first time around, they gave me one semester off from teaching, but that didn't mean I had still my lab that I was running. I was still writing grants. Nothing really officially stopped. Consequently, all the kids that I've had, I didn't ever get maternity leave after having four kids. Maybe I need to have fifth and sixth so that I can actually have (laughs) maternity leave just to see how it's like. The transition into motherhood for you and kind of balancing working and also having kids, what was the most difficult part of that for you? Like, how did you navigate that? Yeah, well, I think, you know, for anybody, right? I think being coming a parent is nothing that you can read to get prepared for. You know, you read about it and then when you have it, it's not the same as what you thought it is. It's much more amazing and much harder than what it says. So that happened to me. I felt that, you know, I was very committed from the beginning to not quit my job. It actually stemmed from the fact that I, my, my mom, I'm the only child, and my mom didn't have a job. She planned on having a lot of kids, but it didn't work out for her. And so she always said she hated being a stay-at-home mom, that she really wanted me to have enough education and all the things that allow me to choose what I wanted to do and to make sure that I have a job that I'm excited about. So that has always been my goal, or a goal is a funny word, but that I just assumed that's what I would do. So 
Yeah, so I think that never escaped my mind, but at the same time, boy, did I not realize about the tough balance that I have to have. I think what I struggled the most around then was, you know, to be honest, like my husband that I married because, you know, I, you know, loved him so much. And then suddenly these things, the babies were, you know, the priority and our dynamics and our relationship was changing then, right? We became parents rather than couple. And I think that was a struggle. Also the time that we had to figure out, he was also working at the same university and then, you know, just uh, figuring out who does what at what time and when do I get to work? When do I have to be with the kids? And then, you know, when I get to be really enjoy the precious time with the kids and all of that became so difficult to balance. I can relate. So our son is three years old. And like you were saying, I feel like we're less of a romantic couple right now. We're in this stage of life where it's like we're a team just focused on, you know, having the family run smoothly and like running the household, which is fine. And I always say like, you kind of have to give yourself grace and just, you know, acknowledge that you're in a different stage of life and three-year-olds demand a lot of attention. So for Many moms, obviously, it's a hard decision as to whether they're going to go back to work if they are taking a maternity leave. A lot of people choose to stay home. A lot of people choose to go back to work. Some people, it's not their choice at all. But what is your advice for moms who are struggling with whether or not they should return to work or not? You know, I was determined to not ever quit And I also found work fun, but, you know, I would say those who are debating, the question that I always come to on hard days, right? Like hard days when I'm like so much going on or I really want to be with the kids because so many important things are happening for the kids. And then I ask myself, say, is this job really worth it? Is, you know, what I'm doing contributing to the society in the way that is, you know, making the world better, And if the answer is yes, then it's better for kids, better for me to continue to do it. So, you know, for example, when you're building something that can save other people's lives or, you know, your job, you know, relates to saving the environment, you know that you can't do that by just raising your kids because that's not the immediate societal contribution that you are able to make. Maybe your kids that you raise may become those people, but... You know, I think that balance of you contributing directly and that, you know, you're contributing by also raising amazing kids, I think that is really important. You know, so I think that also helped me to get and keep and create jobs for myself, which were mission-driven because they had to be worth that time away from the kids. Do your kids, because they're a little bit older, do they understand what you do? And do you have conversations with them about that? Yeah, you know, kids never appreciate their moms the same way, right? Like, (laughs) they're just the mom. But I would say, yeah, you know, I, I think that they're going to grow up understanding that both men and women should work and contribute to society in different ways. They definitely respect me for what I do. And it's sometimes really fun to have conversations about that. You know, like my 16-year-olds, right? They're definitely starting to understand it. Of course, my nine-year-old doesn't appreciate it. It's like, mommy, why are you always not paying attention to me? So it's not, 
you know, that respect or that understanding doesn't happen until a little bit later. And do they have any idea what they want to do when they grow up? Not yet. Not yet. You know, I, I wasn't, I was also, I would say a pretty late bloomer. I had no idea what I wanted to do until maybe, you know, even grad school. Actually, I don't know, like I'm still growing up. I'm still trying to figure out what I want to do next. Right. So I would say, yeah, my kids, even the 16 year olds are just trying to figure out who they are. You know, do they feel comfortable in their own skin? And, you know, because college isn't so far away, we do talk about things like, so you have to measure, you know, also my time, I'm a little bit older, so my time, I didn't have to decide on a major to get into college. I got into college and I was really, truly able to explore for two years. I think biological maturity-wise, that was better. I think we're now forcing, you know, middle school kids to high school kids to have to decide what they want to be which, you know, my kids are going through a little bit, they don't know. <laughs> yeah, and they're not exposed to so many career options in high school. I feel like in high school, it's just they know of, you know, doctor, lawyer, this, that, this. And then once you grow up and you're an adult and you see all these different career options, it's like, I didn't know that this was even an option. I agree. I agree. And it's really hard to explore that, to even plug into the right channels that are so fun enough that they're kind of naturally, like while they're browsing the web or while they're watching YouTube to that naturally like, ooh, I want to find out this occupation. Mm, Maybe I should find out this other occupation. So it's kind of hard to do that. Right. So yeah, I agree with you. It's exposure to that is really hard until you get to college, you see more than you do internships and then the world starts to get bigger. My husband and I both turn the big four zero next year, and we have been thinking a lot about our long-term health. We want to get smarter about our health, make better choices, but also not feel overwhelmed trying to separate fact from fiction. There is so much information out there, and it can be hard to figure out what applies to you, what is right, and what is wrong. Well, let me introduce you to the Zoe Science and Nutrition Podcast. With the help of world-leading scientists, they help you make smarter health choices every week. Don't just take my word for it. Naomi's Apple Review says, Zoe Science and Nutrition is super easy to consume even if you don't understand the science. With loads of actionable tips, a great mix of guests, and interesting cutting-edge science. You can't go wrong with a weekly podcast where world-leading scientists explain how their own research could improve your health. If you're ready to join millions of others like Naomi transforming their health, then search for Zoe Science and Nutrition wherever you listen to podcasts. Shout out to Claritin for supporting this episode of The Mom Room and providing me with samples. You know how a lot of people can't leave the house without a water bottle? It's like their emotional support water bottle. I am the exact same way with facial tissues. And that is because I have such bad allergies, specifically in my sinuses, to the point where I know I'm going to have to blow my nose multiple times in a day, and I cannot be out in public without my emotional support facial tissues. Luckily, for those of us who live with the symptoms of allergies, we can live Claritin Clear with Claritin D. Designed for serious allergy sufferers, Claritin D has two powerful ingredients in just one pill that relieve your allergy symptoms and decongest your nose so that you can breathe better. 
This double action combination of prescription strength allergy medicine and the best decongestant available relieves sneezing, a runny nose, itchy and watery eyes, an itchy nose and throat, and sinus congestion and pressure with ease. Now I know if I have a big event, maybe I'm going to a concert, going out for dinner, I don't want to be blowing my nose every two seconds. It's very unbecoming. And so I will take Claritin D and enjoy my evening. Ready to live life as if you don't have allergies? It's time to live Claritin clear. Fast and powerful relief is just a quick trip away. Find Claritin D at the pharmacy counter or ask for Claritin D at your local pharmacy. You don't even need a prescription. Go to Claritin.com right now for a discount so you can live Claritin clear. Use as directed. For moms who are working, do you have advice? And I'm curious what you do as well in your own life for making sure that you're not missing special moments with your children. Like for yourself, do you have any things that are off limits or specific boundaries between your work and your family life? So when kids were younger, I had much more strict regimen So I would wake up at, you know, three o'clock in the morning and then I would really get concentrated time when kids were not in my mind so that I can get most of that out of the way. So I work from like four to seven or maybe four to 6.30. Then, you know, pack lunch, get kids ready, then push them out the door. Then I go to work. One of the things I made sure was that even though it felt like people were judging me with their eyes, I always left work at 3.30 so that... I could go then pick up kids, take them to sports, you know, have time to enjoy, you know, working, being with them, have dinner. Then, yeah, I did squeeze in work here and there in between. I was, you know, definitely attending people's needs. And then I worked again a little bit, you know, at night. But, you know, I made sure to create that late afternoon time that I preserved time to be with them. I used to always say that, I didn't have kids to have my kids taken care of by other people all day long. If all I'm doing is kissing them, you know, goodbye in the morning to go to school and kissing them goodnight to go to bed, then it's not worth having them. So I made sure that I did that. It's easy to say these like being present and, you know, having precious time, those come with frustration and anger and tantrum, right? So, you know, the more more time you are with them, that you get both. You get that precious time, but you also get crazy screams and crazy tantrums and <laughs> you know how that goes. So, you know, in a way, when I was busy sometimes and, you know, and also that as the kids got older, I did less of that. You know, I, so it's a sort of trick when I, when they were younger was to just share time, you know, early getting in and getting out in the afternoon and spend time with them. Now that some of the kids are older, they're busy with activities anyway. They don't have time to hang out with me anyway. They're busy with homework and they're busy with friends. So the precious time has shifted a little bit to be later. So I absolutely make sure to have dinner with the kids. As a matter of fact, on days that my meetings run late, they now have a habit to wait for me. Sometimes they have to wait for so late, like 8, 8.30, but they wait for me because it is a family tradition. We all sit down and talk. And when they talk, usually when I get to the dining table, they're like, mommy, 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 mommy. Like, I'm first, I'm first, I'm first, I'm first, right? So, but we do have great discussions, conversations. I find out where they're at. You know, I'll tell you another trick, driving time. 
you know, driving feels like a chore, like especially when you have four kids and then they have sports and then driving them everywhere all day long as like a cab driver, which a lot of moms get to. But I found out that when I'm driving with them, they're strapped in a, by the seatbelt. I'm strapped by the seatbelt. We can't go anywhere in a very small room. And we're like, so how's it going? And those are the moments you can actually calibrate a little bit about where they're at. Precious conversations, so many important conversations has happened to me in a car. So, you know, I think that is a bit of a trick. Don't give up all driving to other people, even if you get help. Uh, strategically place yourself with, you know, like if you have multiple kids, make sure that you have touch points with all of them throughout the week in the car where you can, you know, where you can talk about things. I'm excited for Milo to get older to have actual conversations with him, you know, because right now it's like, look at the cows, like, look at this. Yeah. (laughs) So yeah, I'm looking forward to that for sure. So what is your experience with mom guilt? Being a working mom? Oh, geez. (laughs) Oh, geez. It's like, yeah, (laughs) every day, all the time. And it's unfortunate. But again, this is why I always say like, was that worth it? is the question that you always have to ask, right? Sometimes it's in a micro scale, sometimes not. So I can tell you my example last night, right? My example from last night was that my nine-year-old who loves cars was like, oh, I went to blah, blah, webpage and I designed my own car and then I want you to look at it. Come, 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 show me. I want to show you, I want to show you. And I kept saying, one more minute, just a little bit longer. I'm just finishing something. And he's like, yeah, but it's going to expire. I got to show it to you now. And I was, you know, I don't know why, like, why can't I walk over and look at it for him? But of course, I was in the middle of something intense thinking about some sort of email or something I was composing. So I was like, just a little bit. Then, you know, by the, by the time I had time, he was like, wow, it's kind of too late, but I'll show it to you, but I don't care anymore. And he was a little bit mad, right? And then as I was lying in a bed and I was putting him to sleep, I'm like, I am so rude. I missed that moment to bond. I missed that moment to be the mom that he really needed me to. So do I have guilt? Yeah. Do I, you know, regret things? Yeah. <laughs> but... You know, it's a balance. And, you know, at the end of the day, again, it has to be worth it. But also, when you, you know, we have one life to live. And then we have to say, is the balance important where, you know, I got to work. Okay, maybe I didn't get to do as good of a job at work as somebody who never raised kids. But did I contribute enough to, you know, and also, did I have fun? Yeah. And, but did I get to have kids? Yeah. Was that great? Yeah. Did they miss out on some things? Yeah. But, you know, still in all in all, was it good that, you know, they're here and then they're going to become great humans at the end of the day? Absolutely. So that's the balance in my mind. You can't have it all perfect. You can't have it all. Like some people say, oh, you can have it all. Some people even say, oh, but you have it all. Like it's so not true. You know, I like to invite them to my house and see the number of dirty socks on the floor, right? It's just, you got to let go some things. You can't be perfect. And, you know, you have to decide what's important and what's not important. Keep cleaning that up as things get harder, right? Like as kids get older, actually, it feels like you got to get easier, but it doesn't. They get in more troubles. They get in complicated things. They need more home help with homework. You know, everybody said in the past that, 
initially, it's more physical work from breastfeeding to just making sure they don't, you know, run off and then get run over by a car and then you have to hold them. And, and then, then then become like friendship problems, you know, and then, you know, more of like a mental, psychological issues to, you know, school issues. Boy, they're, they continue. And that's the thing, like every stage of parenting is hard in its own way. And the problems just get different, you know, along the way. So this kind of leads into the topic of Johanna and what that is. I've been looking into it and I'm just so impressed by it. I think it's such a great idea. So to start, you know, what is Johanna and why did you create it? So Johanna is a wellness company that is designed to have a tech-enabled human assistant to help families restore balance and not miss out on the present moments. So that's really what we're after. What it is is a monthly subscription, which allows you to have be assigned to a dedicated assistant and you you know get to meet them over Zoom and then you start to chat on the app to get tasks and things done, but the person's also there to make sure that you're cared for. You know, I have a theory that, you know, you often, a lot of moms are the CEO of the household where, you know, you make decisions and, you know, you make sure things are moving forward. If that person doesn't have an oxygen mask on, then you can't help everybody else. Often we all have this guilt thing and all of that, and then we put everybody else first. But what, uh, what we're trying to build is something that allows those people to get some help, a little bit of relief, a little bit of partnership, a little bit of well-being, so that they have the capacity and they're more present to be able to help their kids, their parents, their family. This episode is brought to you by Little Spoon. If you're like me, then the bane of your existence is thinking about what to feed your children, prepping food, going to the grocery store, all of the above. Who has the time? We are all so busy, and it's important to incorporate things into our life that keep our life as simple and convenient as possible. Little Spoon is one way to do just that. They deliver fresh, healthy meals and snacks straight to your door that your kid will love at every eating stage they are in. The baby blends are fresh, organic baby food from single ingredients to multi-textured purees to take the stress out of starting solids. They partner with Clean Label Project to test their blends for 400 plus contaminants, including heavy metals, so you know you're getting good stuff. The Biteables are finger food meals that are cut to size to promote easy self-feeding, and they are healthy, balanced, and free of artificial junk. The Little Spoon plates are toddler and big kid meals that are free of junk and they taste amazing. Even the pickiest eaters will love them. Think hidden veggie mac and cheese, chicken nuggets, and adventurous eats like potstickers, gnocchi, and more. They also offer really fun things like puffs, they have smoothies, lunchers, and snacks. You quite literally never have to think about food again. It's just easy peasy. And did I mention this all comes right to your door? It is so flexible, so easy, and everything stores right in the fridge and freezer. The price is right, the quality is unmatched, you are going to love it, and your kids are going to love it. It is just a huge win for your family. 
Simplify your kids' mealtime with 30% off your first order. Go to littlespoon.com slash momroom and enter our code momroom at checkout to get 30% off your first Little Spoon order. This episode is brought to you by Lola V. Lola V is an award-winning hair care line by none other than Jennifer Aniston. They offer clean, plant-powered products for every hair type and texture. I just did my whole hair care routine with all the products the other night and I am obsessed. Along with incredible shampoo and conditioner, they have an intensive repair treatment that you can use once a week. They also have a lightweight hair oil. There's a leave-in treatment and there's also a glossing detangling which I need because lately I want to do my hair in like a slicked back look, but my hair is too frizzy. Get 15% off Lola V with the code MOMROOM at www.lolav.com slash MOMROOM and Lola V is L-O-L-A-V-I-E. I feel like my self-care is always what you know, gets pushed aside. And the thing about being a mom is it's not so much the stuff that people can see on the outside, like what you're doing on the outside. It's the mental load, you know, like all the things that you have to think about and do like the number of lists I have just scattered around the house of random things. Like I have to measure the living room walls and send it to a designer. I have to do this. I have to, you know, and so I like the idea that you have someone almost like in your pocket through your phone that helps you with these everyday tasks. Can you talk a little bit about, because I was looking on the website, the different kinds of things that they can help you with. So can you give us an idea of what they can do for people? Yeah. And I can't even start. You asked this question in the, before this is why I just started. And then that is related to what we offer. So I, you know, really felt that so my background is technology, right? Like I did robotics and I did machine learning and AI and all those things. And then became a mom and I thought, weird, technology is applied everywhere else. Like, you know, the video games or the car, all those things are, you know, getting tech enabled yet women's and then household and family's well-being and then life and home, it's, it really doesn't feel tech enabled. And I felt like that was an incredible opportunity to really help people in a different way that I can bring in. You know, then I really started to hone into my life where I thought like, okay, maybe I just, I want to keep my kids healthy. I want to keep my parents live longer and happy and in their own home. Then I started thinking about more healthcare-like products, but then pandemic happened. (laughs) Pandemic made my life completely miserable. I didn't realize this then, but, you know, of course, having suddenly having four kids doing school at home on the video, and I'm doing that from home too, and there was no space in between. You know, there were, when I really need to focus on calls, the kids were, you know, screaming, helping. I was had to be the tech support. I had to be the sub- substitute teacher all at the same time. And that moment I was off my meeting, really like I pushed that leave button from the meeting. The kid is like looking at me, breathing, and then says, mommy, are you done? And I says, yeah. And said, I need help. I didn't go to the bathroom on my own for the whole time during pandemic. It was just like, you know, something was hanging on me the whole time. And just like why you said this mental load part, eventually... It, it eats you alive. So it did for me. And I thought I was going crazy. Like, I'm like, I get to stay at home. I'm productive. Why do I feel so f- stressed out? Then I looked around and I realized that many people 
are going through the same thing. This pandemic was killing people. Women are leaving workforce because they realized that they can't balance everything. And I was on HP board and I decided that, you know what? One too many things. I have to quit something. So I had to make a incredibly sad decision to actually even leave one of my favorite jobs. So, you know, so it was a tough time. So rather than even focusing on something that was more like, you know, things like elderly care or, you know, kids help, what I realized is like, we have to help ourselves. We have to help ourselves with something tech-enabled and then provide tech-enabled assistance, which can really help us restore well-being and then to be able to care for our family. So that was really the transition and then why. So then onto your question now of, so what can we do? So we are here to get that you know, mental load off from you. So that's really what we're after. Mental load comes from all kinds of places, but one of the things is definitely that things, you know, that pile up in your head. I have to do this, I have to do that. Well, there's one place if you like to consolidate that list, and that's us. So, you know, you probably, you know, many people have their own app or to-do list that they use. If they do it, fine, you know, we can, you know, we can work with those too. But it's, you know, if you have different lists that you write down, you can write it all here. And then, then, you know, we can have a conversation to see which ones we can actually help you with. And the ones that we can help you with, we ask you some questions, like let's say some specific example. So I, when I was doing field trial, I had a, one of the things I had on my list was a birthday party for my daughter. And because I'm busy, I often do a suboptimal birthday party. You know, it's like a, usually like a two weeks prior to the birthday that kids start saying, I want this for my birthday. I'm like, oh no, birthday's coming up. And say, do you want to do birthday parties? Like, of course, then I can get more gifts. Okay, <laughs> right. And then, but I have very little time to prepare, invite them, and then figure out what the venue can be and all of that. This time, I had it on the list, and my assistant said, "Hey, why don't you tell me what you want to do and I and what how your daughter's like?" I explained my daughter has you know six very close friends who like to hang out, they ride horse together, they like to have sleepovers, and you know that was pretty much it. And she's like, okay, got it. Then she came up with some ideas, three distinct ideas, which may work for the birthday party, including some of the fun activities, some of the, you know, the food options for dinner, some of, you know, it was a sleepover, so some sleepover-related fun things they can do, like matching pajamas, and then even birthday cake options, which were just far fancier than, you know, like actually nicer, well thought through than anything I would have ever thought about. So I clicked basically on the app and said, I want to do this, I want to do that, I want to do this, and then became a single itinerary that I could follow. And on that day that it came, I wasn't panicking. You know that feeling when the birthday party's going, the mom is just running around. Like not able to enjoy anything. No, right? But this time, you know, there was a schedule that I followed the night before. It said, make sure to wrap the favors. I wrapped the favors, right? Next day, it said, cake will arrive at 10 o'clock. Be ready. 
ticket cake arrived. And then guests start to arrive. They open up. Actually, the, the favor was supposed to be open first because it was the matching pajamas. So it was even though it was like three o'clock in the afternoon, they changed into this pajamas, matching pajamas, and they were so cute. And then I sat around with them rather than running around because I already knew that the dinner was set. You know, I was laughing with them, and they really said this to me. They said, "Hey." Who planned this birthday party? And then my daughter said, My mom. And they said, Your mom's kind of cool. Like, good job. <laughs> I was mom. right there. You know, like, yeah. I was like so proud. I got to be the super family member and I was there laughing and enjoying the moment. So, those are the kind of things that we can do. Of course, it's like a mundane stuff too, right? Like, we make haircut appointments, you know, to, you know, all those like little things that just pile up. I've been meaning to call the dog's groomer for literally weeks. And like every night I'm like telling my husband, oh, tomorrow I got to call the groomer. He's like, yes, please. And like, I'll write it on a million different lists. And it's like, it's the mental load. Like I put other things before like tasks like that. And so they just drag, they drag. But at the same time, they're like a weight on your shoulders because you're not getting these very basic things done because I'm busy with other stuff. So like I was telling Anna before we started recording, like, you know, you hear about celebrities having personal assistants and you're like, oh, that's so far-fetched. Like we could never, but it's like you're making personal assistants accessible to everyday families, which is incredible. I love it. Yeah, that's exactly it. That's exactly it. I was looking on your website. So right now it's only available in Seattle. Is that right? Absolutely. So yeah, right now we're actually trying out our single tier. Like we just started in September. And so yeah, with a single tier unlimited to-dos that we do for $149 and it's only available in Seattle. Because it's going so well, we have hit the bullseye of the needs you know, so even, for example, when we're onboarding people and then talking to them, they come sometimes even cry and then says, thank you for being here. I've been waiting for this, right? We all have this pent up thing that's so difficult that, you know, it's hard to describe. So we're fitting into that. So we have more people than we can even serve. We have a long wait list. So as we clear those and as we, you know, we're ramping up our side of the, you know, people who can really scale this, then we absolutely plan on expanding to different cities, including Canada one day. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I hope so. Something that's really nice is, and I always think about this, I have a very flexible job. So it's easy for me to get stuff done during the day, like errands and things like that. My husband's a physician, so it's not easy for him to do it. And I always think about families who have two parents who work, let's say they're two physicians. And so they're working out of the house. They don't have flexible schedules. And so then if you have kids in the evenings and on the weekends, you're spending a lot of that time doing things that need to be done instead of doing things like, you know, we take Milo to a farm and pick apples or whatever it might be. So this is kind of giving families that option to have someone else take care of the stuff that needs to be done, but is not necessarily fun to do and then have more quality time with your family. 
Bingo. I mean, that's that's it. So that you do have a little more time. You're buying time in many ways, right? That's very precious. But also, no matter how many how many things you get done, you still have stuff to do. Is <laughs> one thing I noticed. So I often feel bad to my kids. Like I agree with you on weekends when I sometimes hear other families who can plan weekends to be fun all the time, right? Like, oh yeah, we're going hiking this weekend. I'm like, wow, you're so lucky. And like, they're like, well, what are you going to do this weekend? I'm like, I don't know, just stuff that piled up that has to be done on a weekend and plan for the next week and all those things, right? So I have those moments, but what we do, and then we're getting a lot of requests for this as well, is a quick weekend plan, right? So hey, you know, I want to spend this coming Saturday doing something fun with my kids for about six hours. You know, do you have some ideas? So we come up with the ideas. If it's a three-day weekend, some people are like, we just want to go on like a one-night getaway somewhere like a couple of hours away. You know, do you have, you know, can you actually put something together? We got a ton of those. And then those definitely bring happiness to people. Yeah, that was one of the things I saw on the website, the research option. Like researching places to go, things to do. Like that's what I spend most of my time doing is just researching different things, recipes, like, you know, anything. So that's amazing. Well, I'm very excited and I'm waiting for it to come to Canada. I'll be the first one to sign up. (laughs) (laughs) Great. I can't wait to go there. Yeah. So thank you so much for this conversation. This was really great. To end, where can people find out more information about Johanna and where can they sign up if they're in the Seattle area or get on the wait list? Yeah, so they can visit our webpage, which is johanna.com, as well as they can visit us at join Johanna on our Instagram. Okay, awesome. Thank you so much. Yeah, thank you so much, Renee.